Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out today, back tomorrow. Scott Robbins is here. A lot of rumors. Where is Van Camp? Um, was this planned? Did he get sick to his stomach uh, watching the Super Bowl last night? Is that what happened? Jackpot! Kansas City! And the Chiefs, no! they have their dynasty. Yes! <laughs> I don't think that's why Van Camp's not here today. No, well, I don't know for sure. I, I know he told us ahead of time. I think it was pre-planned. Well, it usually is when you're going to get hammered the night before. Well, I don't know if that was it. Okay, all right. (laughs) Okay, more on that, you know, a little bit later. Uh But, yeah, hats off to the Chiefs, another comeback victory. Really good game, man. I mean, again, you know, maybe not the first half wasn't so great, but the the second half seemed to roll pretty well. I mean, it was exciting all the way to the finish. And, man, you've seen it before, and they come back and they do it again. And... You know, Mahomes, it was weird, you know, in the post game. I don't know if you caught this or not. Um, part of what he was saying. Just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. What got a lot of people's attention was not so much what he said, but it was the laugh afterward. They're like, whoa. That's his laugh? Yes. Did you catch that? No. And I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, is that like Woody Woodpecker? Or what's the old Seinfeld line? Elmer Fudd on a juicer. (laughs) (laughs) And then I thought maybe it's something else. Maybe this is a signal to Tom Brady. Maybe Mahomes is saying, I'm the goat. Okay. (laughs) Maybe that's what this is. Maybe it is. I don't know. Some sort of message. (laughs) That is very goat-like, I would say. It sounds like a goat. Yeah. Yeah, I totally missed that. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to that theory. Oh, I'm glad just... you caught that because I didn't. I didn't hear it. I, mean, I, I watched it. I didn't hear him. Do, I didn't hear him do the goat thing. That's weird. All of a sudden, social media is blowing up. What's up with that laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite do it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can laugh for a long time. Oh, we should do a laugh like Pat Mahomes Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just everybody do this all day long. <laughs> Well, you know, in the first half, it looked like the Chiefs had lost, you know, some of their composure. And you had, you know, Pfizer boy body checking his coach, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that was weird. That was strange. And later on, they say, well, that's just something they do. Yeah, it's kind of like he just says, that's Travis. You know, he's an emotional guy. He's competitive. He, you know, we've, we've been through this before. I understand. That's what Andy Reid said. I, yeah. There were people on social media going, hey. I saw Jason Whitlock. That's a 65-year-old man. Yeah. Okay, that you just, you know, body check, bumped into, whatever. Maybe that is a thing between them two and Reed. It was a bad look. I I agree with you. It was. Yeah, it was a bad look. More than anything else. Yeah, people are, you know, I mean, then you get the whole sportsmanship. And children are watching and blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. Okay. Now knock that off. You can tell your kids, don't do that. But I did see, what was that guy's name? Andy Becht, who coaches the St. Louis Battlehawks of the XFL. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, players try me on the sidelines, see what happens. Ooh. Like, no, that, that would not be tolerated here. 
We don't do that. Yeah, there were a lot of people going off on social media about that. Um, well, oh, I already had my suspicions about Mr. Pfizer, but all of them were just confirmed. When I watched Travis Kelsey get physical with his 65-year-old head coach, Andy Reid, unacceptable. Well, now I guess it's just sort of... Well, I mean, two. what we didn't see is after the game, he had to do wind sprints. After everybody left the, <laughs> <laughs> after everybody left the stadium, he was out there doing wind sprints, yeah. Exactly. And Mahomes is over there going... <laughs> yeah, it's great. The literal goat... No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, people are saying, really? This is like a Super Bowl tradition. The sitting president does the interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It always has been. Biden doesn't do the interview. Dude, you got millions of people. It's free. (laughs) But I think we know why he chose not to do it. absolutely know why. Yeah. Because what? You think he'd boot it? Because he's senile. (laughs) (laughs) You know, camera comes on, he's biting his own face. I don't know. Well, there is. He's had a lot of trouble. Yes, he has. Recently, we all know this, right? Not not tonight. We all know that. But instead of doing the interview, which could be disastrous, you're going to pre tape something and throw it out there to know that he's looking out for the common person. Yeah. Everyday people like you and me. Yeah. And the snack sizes. That's that's the big concern that we all have right now. Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. Did you see this already? No. Oh, really? I didn't see it. Oh, okay. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. (laughs) See, they're smaller. I'm looking out for you. They're trying to rip you off, man. As an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Like your shrinking brain, I've noticed. <laughs> Golly, man. Watching you. This is the best part, just watching you react. Well, I mean, your eyes. the world is on fire right now. On fire. Yes. And you get to address millions of people, and you're talking about shrinkflation. When you created inflation, which is yeah. the rich part. Oh, these yeah. guys are, I mean, you know, listen, man, I don't want to defend these Frito-Lays or whatever, but, <laughs> you know, at the same time, his minimum wage went way up. The price of everything went way up. Price of bags you put them in went way up. The price of the product went way up. Well, yeah. (laughs) I don't think this worked with anybody. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Right. How about you close the border? Well, the thing about it is he thought he did the right thing with the CHIPS Act, and then somebody had to tell him, (laughs) hey, man. God, you wrong, can't, you know. Wrong kind of chips there. Yes. Terrible. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. Terrible. I don't know. Okay, let me ask you just a general question. Overall, viewing the Super Bowl, did uh-huh. you enjoy the viewing experience? I didn't have a problem with it. I said this at one point to my wife, and this was about third quarter. And this might just be old guy getting grouchy. Could be. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're feeling this way, too. I don't know. I'm like, you know what? It used to be really cool to sit down and watch the Super Bowl because, you know, you liked the game and, you know, the commercials were mildly entertaining at least. 
there's so much political bent everything and so much wokeism in everything. Oh, I agree it with you. It makes there. it insufferable. I agree with you 100% there. So much of it. Politics has been injected into everything. It does feel that way. I didn't even watch. I had to turn off the pregame. Let me ask you a question because people ask me this to ask you. So I'm just going to ask you this. We haven't done this. We didn't practice this. All right. Go ahead. Your thoughts on the Jesus Gets Us ads. Okay, man, we could do this later in the show. Or if I you want to, I, 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 but I, I, they, I was asked by a couple of three people, what's Markley think of those? And I, I think I could speak for him. Anyway, I tried, but I'd rather you do it yourself. Well, what, would you, what would you say? I would say I, would I don't say think he likes like, them. I thought the first round of them a few years back, I'm like, well, that's interesting. Yeah, because they injected politics into it again. It felt that way. Yeah. Yes, no doubt Back about it. Back to your it. original thought, you know, but... I mean, when you talk about commercials, I mean, they were heavily. I mean, they ran four or five ads. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. There's a lot of money behind that. Well, And people are wondering, okay, where's the group? What is yeah, you know, what the is money this? behind it? You right. know, what's the message? Right. And so it does feel like there's this um, sort of act of having – oh, turn that off. Um, there, There's this part of making Jesus only uh, this person that – only wanted to do good things for the poor and loved everyone and didn't teach hate anything else. Right. Okay. They will cherry pick scripture to paint that picture, but they never take everything Jesus said as a whole. Okay. Like go forth and sin no more. It's not that I'm okay with sin. It's that Christ came to save sinners, but he doesn't want you to stay in your sin. So he's not okaying, let's say a lifestyle. Right that wouldn't align with the Bible. That's what I would say. Well, that's, that's a great answer. I mean, you know, you encapsulated it right there. I well, mean, I, mean I, I watch them and I think to myself, well, they seem sort of benign. Yes. You know, but but at, when I watch it again, I see it a couple of times, I'm going, well, hey, wait a minute. Is, is, was, are we to believe Jesus is for open borders? Because it sure feels that way when I see the ad. Well, you're not supposed to break laws. Right. Well, that's my point, I guess. Yeah. It's like, hey, wait a minute. When do we inject this into the conversation? Well, and there is this part where you have different people saying, well, Jesus just came to bring peace and just people get along and love one another and accept one another. And they leave out like what he said in Luke 12. I've come to set the world on fire and I wish it were already burning. I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me and I am under a heavy burden until it's accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to divide people against one another. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, and two in favor and three against. Father will be divided against son and son against father, and then it talks about mother and daughter, and it goes on from there. Yeah. That doesn't get talked about very much. Right. Now, that's not his only message, but that's within the context of his entire message. But things get omitted. Especially from the left. No, so no, that's I, what I, I would I say agree. about that. Okay, thank you for that, because I, I tried to articulate. You articulated it much better than I could. But basically, I said, well, it's cherry-picking. Yes. You know, and you, to fit a narrative. Yes. And that's what they've done. And it's not to say that condemn them for doing it. I'm just saying, you know, hey. Well, yes, I mean, progressive Christianity has taken over, you know, many different lanes in Christian life. Mm -hmm. And, in, you know... I think it's led people astray. But if I'm supposed, if I'm, if you're trying to form a narrative, you've you've accomplished that. You're gonna if, yeah. I, if I feel oh, yeah. a certain way, then I must be going against the teaching. I'll put it to you this way: 
the women on the view would love that message. Oh, I know that's they being would. put out there. Yeah, because that's what they say all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, right. So meanwhile, okay, you also had, you know, the Black National Anthem. Yeah. And then you had America the Beautiful. Yeah. And then the National Anthem. Right. And, I mean, you're left going, okay, um, are we going to do a Hispanic National Anthem? An Asian American National Anthem? Um, you wonder. And then I'm thinking, you know what? How about this? Just take care. Let's just do the Immigrant National Anthem. That's what's coming next, right? Okay, let's do that next year. By the way, for those who don't know, that's the Immigrant Song. From Led Zeppelin. Sure. Yeah. Let's just, can, we, can we just cover it all? No, there's a national anthem. We already have it. We have a national anthem. And somebody said maybe it was just because of the confined area that we didn't have people kneeling because they would understand that. Oh, man. There were a lot of people upset about that. And you're like, oh, you're just right-wingers. No, not just right-wingers. There are plenty of black Americans saying, quit dividing us. I just don't know what the – what. I mean, again, the division is what troubles me more than anything. Yeah. You know, it's just – Trying to divide. Can we be one anytime? Yes. Anywhere? For whatever reason? Yeah. It's, yeah. It just – it feels like Marxism getting into the fabric of so many things in American life. There's a lot to get to. Oh, and the defense secretary is back in the hospital. We'll get to that much more coming up right here. Running a business is a 24-7 job. And it's easy to fall behind on things like closing the books. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Having all your information in one place makes it easy to make better decisions. And right now, Net NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com MVR. That's NetSuite.com MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com MVR. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out today. Scott Robbins here. And I think this was pre-planned, Van Camp. Maybe we forgot. I don't know. Yeah, we, I, when I walked in, I forgot about it, and you told me about it, and I thought, well, this is just boozed up. Did you just, you know? I didn't say that. Hit the floor or something? What happened? There were other rumors, but the, I, I didn't know, hear about the booze rumor. Okay. All right. I'll keep like that to myself. Then meeting I with other anybody. people. I don't know if he's planning on leaving us. I don't know. What, What's going on? Is that code for... Well, there was a rumor about him and OnlyFans doing his own OnlyFans. I don't know if that's true. Well, I don't know. Who wouldn't want to see that? I'll tell you that right now. Did see this. This is a fact, though. Uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was transferred to the critical care unit after he was hospitalized for apparent bladder issue yesterday. Holy cow. Yes. So, again, goes to the hospital because of this bladder issue and then gets transferred to the critical care unit at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. Hmm. Um, You know, all hoping for a speedy recovery. Well, yeah. I did see one. It was one of the outlets. It was either Good Morning America or Today. I can't remember which one that was talking about it. And they were quick to point out, unlike last time, he let his superiors know right away. Well, well, he did the right thing. What do you you want a pat on the back for that? All I heard in my head was Chris Rock saying, "You don't get credit for things you're supposed to do." No, you're right. Yes, you're right. Uh, yeah, That's what you're supposed to do. Well, yes. Again, what are we supposed to do? I mean, great, uh, good. Statement said, at this time, it's not clear how long Secretary, uh, Secretary Austin will remain hospitalized. The current bladder issue is not expected to change his anticipated full recovery. His cancer prognosis remains excellent. Updates on the Secretary's condition will be provided as soon as possible. Huh. And see, you know, just as a regular Jamoke, I don't know a lot of medical stuff, only what we read and right. research for this show. Um, you're going in for a bladder issue, and then you get put to critical. Right. Critical seems pretty serious, man. Yeah, it is. Is that just because he's the defense secretary? I have no idea. I might be taking extra precautions because of who he is. I don't know. Could be. We don't know. But I, I'm being having been in ICU. They don't put you there because you're feeling better. No. Right. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, you mentioned some of the uh, Super Bowl commercials. And people wonder, is this a big deal anymore? We've talked about this before because they release them ahead of time. And it used to be you didn't know what was coming. Right. So then the next day at work, you'd be talking to different people. Oh, did you see that ad? Did you like that? Yeah, it was hilarious. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, but that luster's kind of gone. But they still talk about what were the best ones. Was there something that stuck out to you that you really liked? I like the State Farm with Arnold. I thought that was pretty good. The Arnold one, I kind of laughed at. Yeah, I did, too. I, I think you that. liked the Ben Affleck. I did. I liked the Ben Affleck one. Yeah, I liked that one, too. See, I wish I was better at compartmentalizing. It's like, I don't mind Matt Damon. Ben Affleck, he's, I have a hard time. I have a real hard time with well, J-Lo. Matt Damon makes that ad. Yeah, that's probably nobody, true. Nobody plays that part better than him. I was surprised that I'm sitting there and I'm just gauging, you know, as my wife watched that, and she's like, this is bad. Like, this is bad. Yeah. Okay. And then the whole Beyonce thing, it was just done. Okay, just don't care. That sort of thing. She's dropping a record, you know. I know, country. Yes, I I think we got the memo. And then I think if you are on network TV, you have to act excited about it. You do. You must. Oh, bay. Oh, Okay. What a All great right. surprise. Oh. Oh. Okay, yeah, enough. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
All right. With David not here, newsman extraordinaire Scott Robbins, what is the biggest story today? Well, I suppose it's the Super Bowl and the fallout from the Super Bowl or whatever there was. I mean, the Andy Reid thing with Pat Mahomes, Joe Biden spending eight minutes talking about snack food shrinkage. Yeah. Um, those are a couple that come to mind right away. Of course, there's, you know, other news, big news going on. Yeah. Still have, you know, the border issue. There's Biden. And is he capable of even finishing out this term? Golly, man. Let, let alone being the actual nominee that could win the presidency. By the way, did you notice they're circling the wagons now on him a little bit, too? Yeah, we need to get to that. Yeah, there. And there's actually more bad news for Biden coming that's not being talked a lot about yet. We'll get to that straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. The millennial David Van Camp is off today. Pre-planned. Forget the rumors. It's pre-planned. <laughs> There's Scott Robbins, the sexy boomer, of course. I don't know if you caught this. Alejandro Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security, was on with Kristen Welker on NBC. I saw that. Meet I saw the this depressed. interview. Yep. Oh, so you know the most difficult thing about going to a meeting with Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, this is incredible, okay? The most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it because he is sharp, intensely probing, and detail-oriented and focused. <laughs> I know you can't see it, it's but as so he delivers funny. that line, at the end, he has this smile like, I... <laughs> I landed it. I perfected it. Yes. 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 Great performance. 9.0. They're all doing this now. <clears throat> it's the same script. Right. Altered slightly. But it's the same thing. Jen Psaki was out doing it this weekend. The nation saw him Thursday night go out and trip all over himself. Well, yeah. And make false statements. Everyone saw it. Everybody sees it with their own eyes. The moron Dan Goldman was... I mean, all these, all the usual suspects are out there working the crowd now. Dude, 86% of Americans say he can't do it. Well, to her credit, Kristen Welker did say that specifically. Well, that's good. She talked about the, I think she said 76%, but uh, according to her polling, I guess. But I was, think that's of Democrats. Yeah, it was of Democrats, yeah, who think that he's too old. 86% and, total. But, you know, again, I mean, I, they're not going to vote for Trump either. It's not going to happen. But again, I think the best you can do is sit it out. Just sit it out. See if that issue. And then there's another issue. What's that? Happy to see this out of the New York Post. Um, and Miranda Devine, who's been on this story forever. Remember, she was the one <laughs> that had all the reporting before the election in 2020 about the Biden family corruption. And, oh, Tech censored it. Yeah. So no one could know ahead of time. Well, the most deadly witness in the Biden impeachment inquiry is due to testify tomorrow in a closed-door interview on Capitol Hill, and that is Tony Bobolinsky. Hey, how about that, huh? Yes. Uh, if you remember, business partner of Hunter and brother James, 
in their last, as it says, tumultuous Chinese deal that began when Joe Biden was vice president in 2015 and ended in tears in 2017. Along the way, Hunter and his associates took in $9 million from CEFC, the Chinese energy company, with links to the Chinese military. Holy smokes. Yeah. The evidence that Bobolinsky will bring and the testimony he will give will put the lie to the pretense that Joe Biden was not involved in his family's most lucrative enrichment scheme during Joe's vice presidency. And Bobolinsky's testimony will build on the interview last month of another CEFC partner of Hunter Biden's, and that was Rob Walker. You remember that? They all kind of run together, as it says. A former Clinton administration official whose wife, Betsy, was Jill Biden's assistant when she was second lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other part of this that I like the way Miranda Devine writes this, he'll be able to lay out in forensic detail the times he knows that Joe met with Hunter's business partners both during and after his vice presidency. He will bring documents in which the Chinese talked of their delight about doing business with the B family. Hmm, who's that? And the encrypted messages and emails in which Joe was referred to either directly or in code as, quote, the big guy, or by Hunter as my chairman. So keeping an eye on that. Well, I mean, it seems like 100 years ago when Bobolinsky did his interview, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, with Tucker. I mean, it, how nobody picked up on it, nobody did anything about it? No. Yeah, no, so it was infuriating. It's a long time coming. Because, again, uh, and the FBI already knew it. I know. But it's corrupt. They weren't going to look into it. And then they, and of course, we have a legacy media that won't do their jobs. No curiosity at all. Oh, it's just, it's false. Let's get it out there, Bob. And what's Bob Alinsky got to gain from any of this, by the way? Nothing. And it goes on. She she lays out. I mean, he's got a patriotic family history. You look at, you know, who came before him. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be, grab the popcorn, man. That'll be fun. No doubt about Mm -hmm. it. All right. It's that part of the show. Do this every day about this time. Go around the table. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Scott, today, what's your story? Well, there's a press conference coming up today at 1.30, and more will be explained. A woman opened fire with a long gun inside uh, celebrity pastor. Is that fair to say that about him? I, I guess so. People know who he is. Joel Osteen's megachurch in Texas. Now, this happened yesterday afternoon before being shot and killed by off-duty police officers. The armed woman, who was between the ages of 30 and 35, entered the Lakewood Church in Houston just before 2 o'clock local time alongside a 5-year-old boy who was critically wounded in the shootout with police. 57-year-old man who is not believed to be involved in the incident was also shot but is in stable condition. When asked if the responding officer shot the child, the police chief told reporters he didn't know at the time. We may find out more this afternoon. He said if it was, unfortunately... It's unfortunate, and that female suspect put that baby in danger. I'm going to put the blame on her, he said. So apparently she was using the child as somewhat of a shield against the fire that was being returned to her while she was shooting at people within the church. So I wonder if they're going to talk about motive, if they've found any writings, anything like that. I'm guessing there's a bunch of new information coming out. We'll get it this afternoon, and we'll let you know when we get it, but... Holy cow. I heard another report that these two guys that were off-duty cops were working there as security. 
I don't know that as fact. I heard that. Well, that's possible. I'm sure they do have a lot of security there. It's, it is a large, large church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thousands of people. No doubt about it. No, that's, that was awful. Yeah, terrible. I mean, and Joel Osteen, listen, I'm not here to just, it's terrible what happened. He, uh, let's just say, he's not held in high regard as far as uh, biblical scripture um, and keeping it real. He is known as a prosperity gospel guy. Isn't like one of those church or what's happening now kind of things, sir? It's just sort of, I don't know, I don't know how to it. say, other than the criticism is, and it's fair, um, it's all about the prosperity gospel, that God wants to make you rich. In other words, the gospel that he preaches wouldn't uh, work in a lot of other countries. Got it. I think I understand what you're saying, yeah. Like the Babylon Bee, satire site, we quote them all the time, it's hilarious. They, they've taken so many hilarious shots at Joel Osteen. And again, this isn't to make light of what happened yesterday, it was no. awful. Um, he is flashy. Um, I think it's it's what he preaches. Yeah, it's not exactly the gospel. Well, it's a feel good thing, right? Yeah. Was the one headline? Joel Osteen wears his pastor costume for Halloween again. <laughs> That's good. Oh, they, they, yeah. I mean, you want more? Oh, sure, I do. Uh, Joel Osteen releases new edition of Bible with all words redacted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was during COVID. Joel Osteen warns it's far too soon to reopen the Bible. <laughs> oh, those are good, man. Joel Osteen encourages congregation to continue scriptural distancing. <laughs> oh, yeah. and the B is great. I, they, the, the B is fantastic. The B is fantastic. There's no doubt about it. Um, for my story today, um, this is especially for the people that are going to you know, miss seeing Taylor Swift in the football offseason because she's got to be shown on camera constantly during right. the game, right? And some people just might feel like they're just missing out and they want to know more about Taylor and they want to read about Taylor, learn about Taylor. There is a new Taylor Swift course coming to Alvernia University in Pennsylvania. Come on, man. What? Come on. A Taylor Swift college course? Now, I don't know if you can take this online, Scott, because I know you're going to be missing... T-Swizzle. Well, that's why people need to pay for it, their education. Well, and it's not just learning about Taylor Swift. Students will analyze and deconstruct white feminism, performative allyship, white privilege, okay. racism, All right. sexuality, okay. girlhood, misogyny, and climate change. All in one fell swoop, huh? Yes. Wow. That's packed. Wow. Um. If you want to hear the professor herself talk about the course, I have the audio. I can't wait for this. What's... She introduced herself. She is a doctor, by the way. Of course she is. Of course she is. Okay, roll it. I am Dr. Jess Hamlet. I'm assistant professor of English here, and I teach, um, I'm trained to teach like the Shakespeare and the British literature courses, um, but I also am doing this Taylor Swift course. I have taught uh, classes on revenge, true crime as literature, um, African-American literature, queer literature. I, I kind of do it all these days. So, uh, How about that, huh? How about you teach a course in good literature, <laughs> but not categorize every freaking thing? Jeez. Teaches in revenge. Revenge. How about that? Yeah. Hadn't heard that before. 
Okay. Uh, the Q&A goes on. This isn't that long. This is uh, Major Writers, Taylor's version. Um, this is a 400-level literature course. It is open to... Well, now listen to this. 400... I'm, rich. I'm listening. This isn't for you little hacks. Okay. You little freshmen. All right. Okay. I'm listening. Higher level than that. Got it. Basically the entire student body, um, although I do recommend that students are juniors or seniors before they get into it, although advanced sophomores can be in as well. I don't recommend the course for freshmen, but it will come around again. <laughs> so sophisticated. Yes. yes. Advanced sophomores. Yes. Okay, you dolt sophomores need not apply for the T-Swizzle course. Not ready yet. Um, so a million years ago, or like two years ago, uh, they had asked me to do a one-credit course for incoming freshmen over the summer, and I was like, LOL, what if I did a Taylor Swift appreciation class? This was, I think, around the time that like mm -hmm. Stanford had debuted their course, and I was Heck like, yeah. that's fun. Um, and then I had mentioned it to some of my like students in my classes, and they were like, wait, I want to take this class. Can I take this class? When can I take this class? Um, so I thought, okay, well, there's... How much is it supposed to cost to take that class? It's got to be insane. I'm sure it is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, well, there's demand, so maybe I'll make it into a real semester-long three-credit course, um, and the rest, I guess, is history. Three-credit course! Is this when you're going to go off on student loan stuff? Well, yeah, because, I mean, why, why would I pay for this? Joe Biden wants me to. Your Taylor Swift class. I could teach a revenge course, course number one. You you order 50 pizzas and have them sent to your enemy's house. Number two, call them all the time and hang up when they answer. Oh there we go. Dying when I'm I a professor. <laughs> okay. They shouldn't be inundated with the student loan debt. Oh, illegal immigrants are doing illegal things. It's getting out of control. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. My doctor told me my cholesterol is borderline, so I took control with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. Garlic helps maintain healthy cholesterol safely and naturally. It's odor and taste-free, and Garlic is a world leader in garlic potency. I'm taking charge of my cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed.
Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. All right, it's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Said before, running a business is a 24-7 job, and it's easy to fall behind on things like closing the books. And if this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025 and 1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down the costs. And then the one, because your business is one of a kind, so you can get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth, so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. It's everything you need to know, and it's all in one place. Yeah, cool, too. Having all your information in one place makes it very easy to better de- make better decisions. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance. It's absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com forward slash MVR. Saw this out of the Wall Street Journal. And this was from her, uh, reporter Alicia Finley. Tells quite a tale. Oh, yeah? It says, a concrete jungle where bad dreams are made of. That's the name of the piece. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, the subtitle. Migrants have learned that there's nothing they can't do in New York from shoplifting to assault. God, isn't that true? Yes, it is. Wow. I mean, seeing those guys on TV was enough for me. And it worse than that. Oh, I know. But, I mean, that's just what we've seen. Yes. Said, I stepped outside the Journal's Midtown Manhattan offices shortly after 8 o'clock Thursday. I entered a crime scene. Police had blocked off the street. A helicopter circled overhead. If I'd left an hour earlier, I might have been sprayed by a stray bullet, as an innocent tourist a few blocks over had been. Dang. It was my second close run in a week. The previous Saturday, a man standing a few feet away from me on a street corner was sucker punched in the head. It was crazy. Yeah, for no reason. According to media accounts of Thursday night shooting, a security guard at a Times Square sporting goods store confronted a trio of young migrant men. Illegal. Who were shoplifting. One pulled out a gun and fired at a guard, missing but striking a Brazilian tourist in the leg. One of the three stayed behind, but the shooter and his other friend ran off. Cops captured the friend. The gunman, however, kept running and shot at the pursuing officers on the block adjacent to the Wall Street Journal before ducking into a subway entrance. Fortunately, he missed and didn't hit any bystanders. Then police hunted him down on Friday afternoon, arrested the suspected shooter, a 15-year-old Venezuelan illegal immigrant who had been staying at a hotel that was converted into a migrant shelter. Yeah. Also, he's also a suspect in a gunpoint robbery and another shooting incident in Midtown Manhattan last month. What is he doing out? Well, you know what he's doing out. 
She says, conservatives describe the process by which the legal immigrants are apprehended and let loose at the southern border as catch and release. This is New York's version of the practice. She said, it's tempting to blame the city's crime on the surge of migrants. The bigger problem, it seems, is its law of the jungle. Migrants, can I'll say, illegal immigrants have figured out that shoplifting, pickpocketing, and violence go unpunished. I mean, I'm talking about somebody that's firing a weapon. Yeah. They consequently run wild as native-born criminals do. Heaven help anyone standing in their way. Consider the young man next to me on Saturday when he was struck by an assailant running by. It was 9 o'clock, you know, a block from my apartment. And a good Samaritan dragged him, you know, out of the street. It's just, it's crazy what's going on there. Saying innocent New Yorkers are paying the price sometimes with their lives. No wonder so many are migrating to Florida. You've got to have law and order. I mean, this is basic, and it used to be, okay, at least here's one thing that everybody can agree on. But not so much anymore because people have lost their minds. Can you see the pain in their eyes, though, as they're shooting at you? I don't care about the pain in their eyes. You can give them some pain. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp is out today, back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. There's people talking about the Super Bowl today and another comeback win for the Chiefs. Good game, man. Good game. You'd have to say dynasty now. I think that's true when you win three of them. Three of the last four, right? Is that right? Yeah. I think so. Man. And, I mean, you're a Kansas City Royals fan. Does that translate to the – because you're a Bears fan, aren't you? Yeah, I am a Bears fan. I mean, I grew up a Bears fan. I was a Bears fan. I am a Bears fan. But you bandwagon? No, well, here's the thing, man. I love, I love the Royals. I love Kansas City. I love the, you know, but I never was necessarily a Chiefs fan. But I follow them because I have a lot of friends who are. Who were you rooting for yesterday? The Chiefs. Okay, all right. But I, if they would have lost, I'm not going to throw myself off a building or anything, you know. So it's, I didn't, I didn't have a really a, my heart interest in it like I normally would with other sports. It's interesting to me how many people, casual fans, like the Chiefs. Three, four years ago. They love Mahomes and have turned. And is that because of success? Is that because Mahomes seemed to get whiny, especially this year? Is it all the attention? it's interesting. Taylor Swift probably added to it. America, too, is strange. But uh, my my lady, I'm watching the game with her yesterday, right? And she didn't want the Chiefs to win Mm -hmm. for a couple of reasons. But number one was they win all the time. I get that. Yeah. I understand the sentiment. You want somebody else to win. You know, but... At the same time, it's like, yeah, you know. I mean, it's not like the 49ers have gone 30 years without winning a championship, you know. What did you say? It's not like the 49ers have gone 30 years without winning a championship. They have. It was the 30 years? It's pretty close, man. It was. What, oh, I didn't think 90, it was that long. Five, six. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I misspoke then. I apologize. <laughs> I do, I'm sorry. It's hitting right there. Yeah, but they've been to the Super Bowl Maybe three that's times what I'm thinking of. I don't know. I, I, but I just keep thinking, well, it's not like the Niners have had down years. You know, I mean, they've had a few. But, I mean, for the most part, this team's always in it. 
But, you know, there was one thing we had mentioned earlier that a lot of people had talked about. This blew up on social media in the postgame and the interview with the MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Right. Um, and he Just said, know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. <laughs> and what was, was that? That's his laugh. And people were like, is that his laugh for real? <laughs> and I don't remember ever hearing him. No, I haven't either. Laugh like that before? Uh-uh. The only theory I have, dude, is that's his way of telling Tom Brady, I am the GOAT, okay? Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Just wait. So give thinking, me time. I'm going to prove it. It's like code, then, in other words. That's all I can figure. Okay. It's an odd kind of thing. That is a weird tick, man. They've talked about his voice before. He's got a weird voice. Because yeah. as a young guy, he sounded like a 50-year-old man. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. But the laugh, I don't know if there's other examples of the laugh. Send it to Robbins on Facebook, please. I, I haven't know. heard him if there are. I, didn't, I don't think I've, ever, I've heard that's him. That's not Mahomes' laugh. That's an actual goat. That's the laugh. Thank you. Okay. Well, the Goat Herders Association of America need to have him in their commercials. <laughs> and you see all the goats in the field, and then you have him laugh, and they all come in. Oh, like, that'd be like, great. like a call, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. great. Uh, you've probably seen this. 86% of Americans say Biden too old for another term. Well, he is. Yeah, it's crazy, though, the amount that are Democrats. And I want to go back to a point you've made before a, a number of times. It's not his age, necessarily. Dan David's made that point, It's too. his acuity. I mean, yeah, he, there's nothing going on there, okay? Listen, dude, when that report came out last week, unclassified documents, or the classified documents, I mean... Saying, listen, you can't charge him, basically. He's just, uh, he's well-meaning, but he's an elderly man. He doesn't know where he's at half the time. He can't remember things. And I know it was the big controversy. He couldn't remember the year his son died. He was mad about that, went out and did that press conference. And people are like, what are you doing? That was like the worst move he could have made. Oh, yeah. I I mean, he's giving false statements there. I don't know what his handlers were thinking by doing that. I don't know. I mean, they around him a lot more than we are. They know that he's incapable of this, and why they put him out there, I'll never know. Honestly, I can't figure out for the life of me how that made any sense at all. I'm with you, man. Just bring, you know. It was like desperation. Yeah, let the other dopes go out there, the usual suspects, and defend him. They're doing it anyway, but let them handle it. Yeah. Golly. This is why people don't testify at their own trials. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they'll bungle it. You know? Yeah, anyway, he looked like, you know. And angry. Oh, he was actual. Right. It's just bad all the way around. Meanwhile, uh, there are people saying, okay, as far as you like independence, you need to get out of the race. RFK Jr., what are you doing? And doing a Super Bowl ad, you're you're going to get Trump elected because you're going to take votes away from Biden. You saw the Super Bowl ad from RFK Jr. Did you think it was effective? I thought it was weird. It was like this, you know, old school sort of thing. Yeah. And it had... Well, just to hear it, you can't see it, but... It's the old John Kennedy ads. Yes. It's like a jingle. Do you want a man for president who's seasoned through and through? A man who's old enough to know. Oh, young enough to Old do. Old enough to know what's, what is it? And young enough no, to do. No. Okay. Yeah. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's strictly up to you. American by 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Totally old school. It is. And 
his voice was used. Yeah. To JFK's voice. I mean, it was. It was now that you weird. told me you saw the uh, yeah. story, the Kennedy family's not happy. The Kennedy family was not happy, and they they bit back. Uh, and RFK Jr. said, "Hey, man, nobody ran this by me." In other words, it was done by a pack that he, you know, he didn't approve it or whatever, never saw it. And the Kennedy family's beef was this guy's an anti-vaxxer and there's no way any of the prior Kennedys would have been on board with his nutty take on, you know, vaccinations and COVID and everything else. I say nutty because that's what they said. Right. Um, But, you know, again, I can't imagine spending $10 million or whatever on an ad during the Super Bowl that he didn't see prior to. Well, or he had no knowledge of. I guess. And what is the goal of the pact? But if somebody going, hey man, you got to check out the Super Bowl. I wait till you see it, man. I know you don't know about it, but what a present this is going to be. It seemed like there were a lot of conservatives that thought it was effective and thought it was cool. I mean, they're quick to say, "I'd never vote for the guy." And don't no, get me wrong, uh, it, most of his policies well, are still left. The, the interesting thing about it is, this was a presidential campaign. That was the ad. With yeah. a little jingle and cartoon characters and Kennedy, Kennedy. Right, you know, right. It wasn't some sort of, uh, you know, he's going to kill us all if he elected. You know, there was none of that. But what we have now, in other words, you know. Oh, sure. Well, it's interesting because out on social media, what, you know, he had put out was him talking about the Russia-Ukraine war. Yeah. I mean, it's this long clip that he's putting out saying, this is why I'm different. Right. And I know... It makes you a little uncomfortable to hear him speak. It does. I, it really does. Well, I got to play it. I know. I want to see what you think and see if this is effective, putting this out there. This is a war that should have never happened. It's a war the Russians tried repeatedly to settle on terms that were very, very beneficial to Ukraine and us. The major thing they wanted was for us to keep NATO out of the Ukraine. The big military contractors want to add new countries to NATO all the time. Why? Because then that country has to conform its military purchases to NATO weapon specifications, which means certain companies, Northrop North mm-hmm. Grumman, Raytheon, General Dynamics, Boeing, and Lockheed, get a trapped market. To March of 2022. Okay, you're following where he's going with this. Yeah. Saying, so, yeah, there are certain people getting rich off this. Okay, that's why they want to be in this war. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many in Congress are saying, oh, more money, more, more, more. I was like, well, what's the plan of winning? Well, you've always had the Warhawks in there. They're very loud. Yeah. But it's getting louder. Oh, yeah. You know, here's a little other part. Just to give you an example, we could have built a home for almost every homeless person in this country. (laughs) We then committed another $24 billion since then, two months ago. And now President Biden is asking for another $60 billion. But the big, big expenses are going to come after the war. Because you got to rebuild it. <clears throat> yeah, I know. He can't Dang. help that, man. It's like it's, he's Patrick Mahomes' dad. We don't know about. Yeah. No, he's boozing. No, I mean, but the guy, the, his dad, yeah. That's a whole other story. Uh, Get a cab, man. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mahomes' dad, third DUI last week. It's yeah. crazy. He's, anyway, he's go ahead. He's pitch for the Chicago Cubs, by the way. Um, he... What he's saying, no one is saying. I mean, that's the thing I like about it. I mean, Certainly nobody on the left. No, nobody on the right really either. Well, there are some. Very few. But, I mean, that these companies well, are enriching themselves on, on the backs of you 
by creating these conflicts that you know that will go on forever. I mean, that was the thing somebody mentioned today. We haven't won a, we haven't won a war since World War II. We've been involved in several conflicts, not dubbed wars necessarily. That you know, caused- kind of like Desert Storm. Well, Desert Storm, Vietnam, Korea. Desert Storm, just that was done it, in a day. We just went and wiped it and done. Yeah, but but not in Iraq. You know how that worked out. Yeah, yeah. an extension. But of. in the early nineties. But you, you know, it, it's just. He, well, there's somebody I want to just jump in okay, and tell right, you. Go ahead. J.D. Vance. Okay. Wrote a piece that ended up in the American Conservative. Just happened to see this this morning, and he wrote in the piece, and it's worth a read. Don't have time to go through all of it. So this weekend, Senate Democrats, joined by a few Republicans, including most Republican leadership, forced through a security supplement that spends close to $100 billion, most of it on Ukraine. It was the culmination of months of secret negotiations on border security. Those negotiations produced a border security product unacceptable to most Republicans. It didn't do the job for the border. So then Republicans voted it down. And then an hour later, we were debating a security supplemental with border security stripped out. The quick pivot... Refusal to negotiate another round on border security and immediate shift to blame Trump confirmed one thing. Republican leadership wasn't serious about border security. They cared most about Ukraine funding and saw the border negotiations as a distraction. This extinguished any hope of real border security before the negotiation began. And he goes through the whole deal and talking about why are we doing this? And is it just to enrich these companies, these companies that are paying off Congress people? I'm sorry, donating to their cause. Man, it's frustrating to watch well, all of that. it is. And, and again, I mean, I think everybody asks this question every time we get involved in something like this. Is there an end game? And if there is, what is it? Win. They just said win. No matter the cost and no matter but how long. But you're not committing to winning. You're committing to keeping it going. That's the thing I mean, that's, that's so frustrating. And that's what I find, yeah, that's what I find frustrating, too. It was the same thing when we started the, the crap in Iraq. I mean, how long are we going to do this? Oh, man. And the answer is it was a bad ending to yes. what was billions of dollars. Yes. Loss of life. And at the end of the day, what happened? It's right where it was. <sighs> I know it's frustrating. It is. It is. And, and, it, and, and when Kennedy articulating it is not a bad thing. No, it's not. And another thing you have, and this is on a much lighter note, but you still have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, just did the it's whole thing. their plot against rock and roll continues. I, what does I know? Well, it's the the nominees for this year: Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige. Is it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, that's not rock and roll. Well, it's pop. I mean, granted, there's a definition issue. I agree with you. Boston's not in there. Soundgarden, Bad Company, Maiden. We could go on this for a long time. You know this. Foreigner finally made it, though. As, as finally. Yeah. But not in. No, they're nominated. As, yes. And Sinead O'Connor and her contribution. One hit. I know. Oh, my gosh. All right. We got to get to a news update <laughs> and more straight ahead right here.
Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed. HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life. That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free. HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps, desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This new year, make eating better and saving money a priority. And make it easy with America's number one meal kit. Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCRFREE at HelloFresh.com slash MVCRFREE. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out. Uh, I've heard no confirmation about him negotiating with OnlyFans. I have not heard that confirmed at all. Well, and that's Scott Robbins right there. There was a substantial amount of partying yesterday, I'm sure. So. Hey, listen, I'm not going to go with that rumor anymore unless I have some sort of official word. Okay. And with that, it's time for our election update. Roll it out. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins 2024. Are you running? Are you not running? No BS update. Everything you need to know without all the crap. I'm not doing no research. Okay, you have an update for us, Scott. Yeah, well, this is a new Rasmussen poll out. Survey was conducted. Okay. 61% of U.S. likely voters say it's at least somewhat likely that the news media are helping cover up evidence of Biden's declining mental sharpness. They think the media is covering it up. Covering up for him. Heck, you say. I don't want to choose my words. There's been a response. Yes, they're covering it up. Go ahead. Nearly half of the voters say it's very likely there's a media cover-up of the president's mental decline. In another question, 59% say Biden is getting less and less mentally sharp over time. What? Asylum Asylum officers. What are you talking about? A third, 33%. I don't know who these people are. Don't think he's getting worse at all. Really? Cutting edge inspection machines. Thank you. Uh, 8% just aren't sure. Of those, and this is interesting, of those who think Biden's mental state is getting worse, 89% 
say the media is covering up the decline. Wow. Stop fentanyl coming out of our southwest border. <laughs> Fully 70% <laughs> say it's very likely the media are engaged in a cover-up of evidence that Biden's mind is failing. Heck, you say they play all this on legacy media, don't they? <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. Right. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I don't even, yeah. I, again, that was the most, <laughs> that was the craziest thing to try to dissect, dissect whatever it was he was saying there. Even run through the, 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 the David Van Camp. I mean, he can sometimes pick up on this, right? Yes. He didn't even get that one. That, was, that was pretty tough. Yeah, Bidenese, man. It's a language. Learn it. Live it. Love it. Yeah. Those numbers are wild. Well, they're remarkable. People see through it. Because people don't trust media. And you we always think that it's just people that understand what's truly going on, even independents that don't pay that much attention to the news you're seeing in polling. Yeah. And then even people on the left, they're like, this is ridiculous. This is the best we can do. The West, the, the, he wants to see the economy crash this year. <laughs> is he going to make it? No, I don't think so. So we're not, he's got, not going to be the viable candidate on the Democrat side come next November. or this. I don't think so. I think at some point wow. he's gonna, they're going to make him go out there and say, I'd love to. I can't. I just can't do it. That's I still think that's what's going to happen. We'll see. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, since David's not here, what is the biggest story today, Scott? Well, I mean, the Super Bowl was a big, big story from uh, from yesterday, that's for sure. And some of the commercials, we've talked a little bit about them and the game itself. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. It's all in the news cycle today. Of course. You know, there was something when I was watching the game and the dude that muffed the punt we went after it. Yeah. From the 49ers. Like, why are you doing that? And I'm thinking about, you know, people that pay so much attention to the draft. And you're in. You're just in. And you oh, got yeah. face painting. And you're so into it. Whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's the whole dream to win the Super Bowl. And it could come down to one play like this. And this guy just makes a terrible decision. Holy mackerel, man. Yep. All right. Speaking of Biden, is he going to make it? There's an update on that. And more. Straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer, the Millennial. David Van Camp out today. He'll be back tomorrow. The sexy boomer, of course, Scott Robbins. Okay. Oh, I mentioned uh, Biden. Is he going to make it? That was your question. Yeah, I, I asked you that off the air. And, and do you think he is? Uh, I do. I think they're going to run that. They're going to run that dead dog out there and, and run it, and he'll get thrashed and and they'll set the table for the next election. You look at the betting averages, Biden went down after Thursday. Yeah. A lot of people are looking at February 8th as like the date. Really? Yeah, like because you had the report February come out. February 8th. Yes, what happened this past Thursday? Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. I think people are going to look back at that date and yeah. say that was the day if Biden had a chance at all it was gone. You know what I don't that. 100% disagree with that because I thought if he doesn't do that they can hide him, which they've been doing a, a wonderful job of, and only put him in front of friendly fire, only, you know, 
hide him from the media as much as possible, run basically the same campaign they did during COVID. But they ran him out Thursday night or let him go exactly. out. Exactly. That's the it's thing. A disaster. And again, I don't know who called that. Who made that call? Did he want to do that? Apparently, that's what we've heard. Jeez. They had uh, Mark Thiessen, the Fox commentator, on. And I thought it was interesting because, you know, the Washington Post had put out a thing like, can this guy make it? Right. You know, especially with everything going on, this was decent. We look at the public appearances and say to ourselves, oh my God, if he's this bad in public, what is he like behind closed doors? And the special counsel just lifted the veil and showed us what he's like uh, behind closed doors. Five hours of interviews. And that's the thing. Yeah. Then you really see it. I mean, are you going to take Kareem Jean-Pierre's word for it? Or Mayorkas, that clip we had earlier? Oh, well, you just have to be so prepared because he's so alert and so with it. Right. Come on, please. Really? And he's he has diminished faculties and, and, uh, and uh, bad memory. Why don't you let all of us see what the president is like behind closed doors? Let all of us hear how he handles a five-hour interview with the, uh, with the, with the special counsel. Uh, and but I think that if they did that, then he would have to step down the next day because it's very clear. This is not just a matter of, is Joe Biden capable of serving another term? It's is he capable of finishing his current term in office? Right. Great point. Yeah, there were some people on Friday saying he's got to step down now. Well, do you feel like that? I mean, for the first time, I'm hearing people on the Democrat side go, hey, this this is not workable. There's been a few for a while. I mean, but, but now it's it's getting louder. Maybe, the no drum, maybe they've been it. given marching orders. It's like every, once everything comes together and coalesces, then he'll feel the pressure and feel the heat, and he'll have no other way to go but to get out. Could be. But he's got to finish the term, right? I don't know. You know, listen. Like okay, one put one week way. of Kamala's too much. Okay, just a couple of Jamokes talking about you know okay, how yeah. things go. All right. Do you think Biden was responsible for winning the presidency or being the nominee last time? No. It was the machine. Yes. It was Clyburn and the machine that put him there. They knew they couldn't deal with Bernie Sanders, so they had to have their guy, right? Do you think he's been making all of these calls as a president since he got put in office? No. So you think it's like people behind the scenes? I think it's Obama. And all of Obama's old people, they're kind of running the show, and they put Joe out there to do his thing, but he can't help himself. He says dumb things, and he's losing it. I think there's a side of Joe Biden that resents it. I'm sure. And, and and he does some things occasionally he shouldn't do because of how he resents it. Like, nobody's going to tell me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because there's some pride there. Yeah. No doubt about it. But he's not really in charge. No, I, I know. I don't think so either. No, so I don't think anybody any, thinks so. So at any time, they could pull the plug on him. That's my guess. Unless he pushes back hard, I don't know. So with that... I mean, all I'm doing is trying to argue my no, case no, against I, you saying that's why I don't think he's going to make it all the way because they're going to see the writing on the wall. This guy can't win. Well, it wouldn't take a lot for you to convince me. I'm pretty much convinced at this point he's not going to either. I mean, I don't have a hard and fast feeling about it other than I thought they'd go ahead and run him out there until November. He takes his shellacking, and that sets things up for the next four years for the next whoever that's going to be, Gavin Newsom or whoever their Who knows? flavor of the month is at that point, right? Yeah. We still have a few bets before the end of the year. Oh, yeah. And one, was Kamala going to make it as vice president? Yeah. I said, no, you said yes, and I yeah. think you're going to win that bet. I don't, I don't think they can get rid of her. I mean, I think From the a, different stories that you've heard, right. they're kind of feeling that way. I just think they're in a position where, like, we made this decision. We're screwed. We have to stick with it now. 
Yeah, I think you only owe me 45 now. Oh, I know I owe you a bunch, but... I, yeah, I don't. Van Camp's up to 65, and, and we have another bet uh, that's do? coming next month. I don't know. Which one's that? I forgot. That was Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. Would they still be together in March of 2024? I said yes. You said nope. Well, it's, we've, got, we've got a month left. We do have a month left. I mean, the, you know, but the thing about Biden is I don't think the people who pushed him out there and 82 million votes and blah, 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 I got mm-hmm. it. I don't think they even anticipated the rapid decline we've seen. I thought it's we could squeeze worse. four years out of him, right? And then they probably thought that. Then he'll resign, and then we'll get whatever we want, right? Well, Obama wanted Kamala Harris, yeah, and I think they probably thought we could get her ready to go, and she just is not no, capable. This, no, that's not going to happen. It's just really bad. I don't know how else you say it. It's just really bad. With her, she doesn't take direction. She can't talk like just a regular person. No, just boots it all the time. Um, some controversy yesterday before the Super Bowl, and that was what is known as the Black National Anthem. Yeah, admit it. It drove you crazy. I listen, man. Here's the thing. We live in a time right now that I never, ever, ever would have anticipated we live in. We are so divided by race in 2024 mm-hmm. that I, I, don't, I, I, I didn't anticipate this happening. I thought we were past so many things that merit, merit won the day, that uh, you know, your skin color didn't matter anymore. Um, and, and again, you know, I'm, I'm the oldest guy on this show. But hell, even when I was in school, that was already that divide was closing rapidly. Yeah, you know where there there are just certain things you didn't think, you didn't say, you didn't do. Um, you were brought up in a way, and I was too, in a household that never used the N word, that never you know demeaned right. people because of the color of their skin. Right. I didn't grow up that way, and my daughter was not raised that way. Right. And, but what I'm saying is, I just never saw the the reason to divide the country so much and it's all divided we had one national anthem we all stood for it we all believed the same things i mean we fundamentally had our disagreements but at the end of the day we all could agree on things that this we are one country we are not divided we are not two separate countries but if you're on the far left and you're really marxist you need to divide people and a great way to do it is by race but i don't understand what the advantage is i don't get it i I don't and, and and again so then there was bitching because not too many people stood. And the advantage is to, that's it, to yeah, divide. Yeah, divide and conquer, I suppose. That's the oldest time, right? Think about when Obama was elected. Yeah, well. Think about all the commentators all across. I'm talking about liberal media, conservative media, okay? It was like, hey, if nothing else, even if you don't like this guy, think about how far America has come. That right. was the overwhelming message. We just elected a black man president of Correct. the United States. And now you're telling everyone, no, since what, 2008, we all went backwards? I guess. Like, like, like we, to, we, we weren't racist, but all of a sudden we became racist. Yeah, like before the 60s, like we went yeah. way back. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we just people became crazy racist. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, not true. And, and the division that takes place is really remarkable. But here's my question. Yeah. How much of that division do you actually see in your own life? I don't. I don't either. People get along all the time. That's the weird thing. It's like races, I, I don't see it. Faith backgrounds. People get along all the time. 
I can see but it. They do trying, these things, right? Trying to get me to be that way yes. or another, you know. But well, and you had, yeah, Steve Cohen, that <laughs> the guy from Tennessee. That's just oh, that, ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Saying ridiculous things. Yes, he said after the Black National Anthem yesterday, very, very few stood for or lift every voice and sing. And he called it the Negro National Anthem. I've heard that term used. That's weird to me to hear that. But Not a pretty picture of Super Bowl crowd. Oh, gosh. Well, you had said last week they had thought about doing it right after the National Anthem so people would stand. Right. And I said at the time, not everybody's going to stand for that. Well, and it's not because they have anything against black people. It's because they're saying, no, I'm not going to let you divide us. Now, let, and I'm not going along with your program. Let me ask you another question. Do you think they even knew? Do you think people were like, what is this? Oh, no. Because, I mean, they announce what it even is. Even with the announcement, though, it's like, is it this foreign to me? I don't know. Oh, they announced it as such. Yeah. Did they ask people to stand? That I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I didn't hear it. But when they did America the Beautiful, yeah. the people are standing. Sure. No, but to me, that's not because people are racist. It's, no, they're not just going to do it because you said, we're going to do this now. Right. There are a lot of people against it. And there were a lot of black conservatives speaking out against it, saying, no, enough of this. I'm not going to have you divide us anymore. It's just irritating. Yeah, because that's what it does. Of course. It's, it's by design. Did see this. Speaking of dividing people, I don't know if you happen to hear about this on social media. I saw this story in the Wall Street Journal. And the title was, your girlfriend asked you to peel an orange. It's a trap. What? My girlfriend asked me to peel an orange? Yes. Have you heard of the orange peel test? No. Okay. All these different tests, and that's one of them, is trying to determine whether a romantic partner is willing to perform tiny acts of service, even if the other person is perfectly capable of peeling their own orange. So as it goes, uh, people on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, it'd be, and it's, I mean, it's a woman that's writing this piece, Anne-Marie Alicantara. Uh, said the tester is almost always female and the tested is the male to see if he's going to perform or not. Right. And so the typical woman says, hey, can you peel an orange for me? And his response ideally is, yes, dear. So, and he stops whatever he's doing, even if he's in, you know, right in the middle of something, deep in work or in a rush to get out the door. It's sort of a test. Will he peel the orange for you? Because if he does, then you know he's good for you. But if he refuses... A lot of times on social media, other people will come and say, you need to get rid of him. Oh, <laughs> I knew you'd love that. Well, first of all, I can't imagine her asking me to peel an orange. I can't imagine it because she knows I'm incapable of doing practically everything or anything. And you already know this because occasionally I'll, I'll yeah. bring in oranges. So yeah. I know how to peel them pretty easy. Yeah, you do a nice job. So, so if I was asked that, I'd be like, yeah, no problem. Do it. Yeah. You know, but that's not the only test. Oh, God. Another right. example of a test, there's the bird test. So the woman notices a bird outside the window and says, you know, to her boyfriend, husband, or whatever, hey, come look at this bird. Come here and look at this. Okay, would you get up? I would do that. You'd go look for yeah, the I'd bird. Yeah, I'd look at the bird, yeah. Would you do it the 17th time if the bird wasn't impressive? It was just a normal bird? If it was the 17th time she's asked me to go look at a bird? Yes. I'd be like, what is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> because there's someone in this piece that's saying, you know, it's not fair to do it one time. You know, you need to do it like 15 or 20 times. 
Michael. Ask me to look at a bird 15 times? <laughs> yes. No, I'm not. No. I don't care about it that much. It better be a remarkable bird. Did it fly into the window? Then I don't want to look at it. I don't know if it necessarily has to run into the window or not. But, God, I mean, how many different birds are there? That I know, exactly. The other challenge they mentioned oh. is the ketchup challenge. Oh, no. One it's... person purposely spills ketchup on the counter. Says, hey, can you clean that up? Who spilled it? She spilled it. Well, She's then, test- no. <laughs> She's testing you to see if you're worthy. Well, let's reverse this. If I say to you, hey, come <laughs> clean up my ketchup, she's going to say no. Patriarchy. What, are your hands broken? Get out there. <laughs> yeah. I know. How would you clean up my ketchup that I spilled? Uh, yes, that's it. Well, God. And some relationship experts have said this could be used as manipulation and taken out of context. Really? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just nonsensical. If you'll clean up her ketchup spill, <laughs> hang on to your wallet because your money's going to go flying away. <laughs> we need to do relationship advice with Scott Robbins as part of this show. The only guy divorced on the show. Okay. Yeah, but your uh, relationship advice is hilarious. Well, it's just it's fantastic. Who asked you that? No, it's kind of crazy. Will you loan me $400? <laughs> well, no. Well, it was a bad relationship then. By the way... Your job may get tougher this year. I'll explain that. Get to much more coming up right here. here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. My doctor told me my cholesterol is borderline, so I took control with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. Garlic helps maintain healthy cholesterol safely and naturally. It's odor and taste-free, and Garlic is a world leader in garlic potency. I'm taking charge of my cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Hey. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com dance. That's harrys.com dance. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, 
Watching world events, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, what's going on in the Middle East, can make you nervous yourself about some of your savings, some of your investments. Don't forget, it's never too late to diversify an old IRA that might just be laying around or a 401k into gold, and Birch Gold Group can help. You know, as opposed to many other investments, gold actually thrives in these times of uncertainty we live in right now. It's also an important part of diversifying your savings. Birch Gold will help you convert your existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Just text MVCR to 989898 for a free information kit. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, a bunch of five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers. Easy, too. Let the pros at Birch Gold show you how absolutely easy it is to protect your finances through precious metals. Text MVCR to 989898, and they'll send you a free information kit. All right. MVCR, 989898. Man, I saw this today in the Wall Street Journal. You might get a harsh review this year. Yeah, what's at that? At your workplace. Who might? Anybody. Working. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It says, long gone is the pandemic uh, pandemic era of work when managers gave performance issues a pass. Now, if you're not doing all that well, they're going to let you know it. Because they need people that are good at their job and Trimming costs is a big deal right now. Mm-hmm. So they talk to these people at a human resources software company. They're saying, yeah, you need to make sure every seat is filled by the right person. So 40% of HR professionals this year, um, they're looking at, hey, we've got to have better performance out of you. Like 40% of the employees are going to get reviewed that way. Uh-huh. And then they talk to some people that have gotten some really bad reviews and how you bounce back from it. And what I'm thinking as I'm reading this is, man, you should have been in radio years ago. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah. We've yeah. talked about this with Van Camp before. It's like, dude, you've never been hit hard by a higher-up ever. Right. I've seen you get dressed down. You've seen me dude, get dressed well, down. Yes, of course. Yeah. And I, the thing is, I can't help but laugh, which funny. just ticks them off even more. Yeah, it's funny. This is the Mark the Van yeah. Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out today, back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. So you have the news update in place of David Van Camp. Yeah, um, we're learning more and more about this uh, shooter at Joel Epstein's church, or Joel Epstein, Joel Olstein's church in Lakewood, Texas. Yeah. Woman entered with an AR-15. That's what we do know. Uh, she was shooting the AR-15. Didn't strike anyone, apparently but was taken down by two police officers there that were being used as, as guards at the church and shot and killed by them. Now, we didn't know much about her this morning, but we're learning more as time goes on. Lakewood Church shooter has not been identified as transgender. Legal name, Genesee Moreno, but went by the name Jeffrey. We also know now, according to CNN, that the shooter at the uh, Houston church had a free Palestine 
It's inscribed on the gun she was using, the AR. Well, that means this story is going to go away from national media, I'm guessing. And yelled Allah Akbar. Oh. And, and again, these are tour, according to multiple reports that are coming out about the, the shooting suspect, shooter at this point, who is dead. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at different stories of this right now. Um, there was one, well, I just saw one from Fox that's describing who it is. The last line of the story is the motive for the shooting is unclear. Right, I know. Really? Well, I suppose you can't print it yet, right? You're yelling Allah Akbar. Akbar it, says, it says free Palestine on your gun and your transgender. But besides that, no clues. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a laughing matter. No, I know. I, but yeah, okay. Are we going to have a national conversation about LGBTQ movement turning youth violent? Uh, are no. we going to have that national conversation? Well, no. are we? No. Of course not. Remember Nashville? Yeah, I know. That's got to go away fast. And it did. Well, I mean, you're just reacting to this as you hear about it, right? Right. The odd thing, I mean, there's a lot of odd things anytime a shooting like this happens, but someone's taking a four or five-year-old with you? Yes. Okay. Uh, People were trying to say for a long time, Gaza... it's not like they're really using children as human shields there. No, that's what they do. Yep. That would, this here would go along with that narrative. Yep. Because that's what the officer said, using the child as a human shield. Shield, yeah. We don't have an update on the child. The child, the child was in critical condition last I knew. Anyway, last reports we were getting. And the guy that got shot in the leg, he is... Is going to be okay, I guess. Okay. Serious, not critical. Wow. Okay. Man. So, yeah, we'll see if there's actually an update on this come tomorrow. Like on your Good Morning America, on your Today Show. Well, yeah, we will. And we'll see if they include all the details. Because that's the one thing. They usually don't. No, they usually don't. They skip past things, yes. Well. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. And if it doesn't fit the narrative, it doesn't hit the air. And if it doesn't hit the air, then people don't know about it. Therefore, we're all good. Okay. There was something else we just didn't have a chance to get to because there was a lot of other things going on today and people talking about the Super Bowl and everything that happened with that yesterday. Um, But Benjamin Netanyahu does this interview with ABC and John Carl. John Carl. Okay. It just reminded me of it as you're talking about this shooter with Free Palestine on her rifle. Um, So John Carl is... You know, asking Netanyahu, um, what did he think about Biden saying it's been over the top? Israel, their response to what happened October 7th has been over the top. He said that Thursday night when he was trying to do damage control of that report that came out over the classified documents case. Mm -hmm. And, you know, different people are saying over the top. What's Israel supposed to do? They said we need to take out Hamas. Hamas has never backed off of saying that they want to take Israel out. No, they've reiterated. Yes. Um, So just pick it up with Carl asking the question. What's your response to President Biden saying the response in Gaza has been over the top? I appreciate President Biden's support for Israel since the beginning of the war. Uh, I don't know exactly what he meant by that. 
But put yourself in Israel's shoes. Uh, we were attacked, unprovoked attack, murderous attack on October 7th, the worst attack on Jewish people since the Holocaust. And let me tell you, uh, I think we've responded uh, in a way that goes after the terrorists and tries to minimize the civilian population in which the terrorists embed themselves and use them as human shields. We dropped thousands of flyers. We phoned Palestinians in their homes. We asked them to leave. We give them safe corridors and safe zones. So I think we're, we're doing the right thing. And now, let me tell you one other thing. We're going to win this thing. Victory is within reach. But you've had... Okay. And victory has taken Hamas out. Right? Yes. So John Carl... Yeah, yeah but, but hold on. But you've had more than 28,000 people killed, according to the uh, Ministry of Health in Gaza. Uh, you've had hundreds of thousands that have been forced from their homes. You have a lack of water, a lack of food. Don't... Well, the other thing is when you're using their numbers... Oh, yeah, that's... Well, yeah, that's... It's been proven. First thing, yeah. They don't give accurate numbers. No, they but that's lie. what you're using. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't you feel a moral obligation to do more, to do something to protect uh, what is seen as a to, to stop what is seen as a catastrophe? I think that any civilian uh, loss, any civilian casualty, is a tragedy. Uh, and it's a tragedy that is forced upon us by Hamas. But let me tell you something. I'd be cautious with the Hamas uh, statistics. And I can tell you that. Yes, because they've been proven wrong so many times. John Carl and knows he, better than that. He should. He does. But again, we're still thinking that that's a news person. Yeah, I know. Well, he's not. He wrote an anti-Trump book, man. I mean, what? Yeah. Uh, according to these uh, urban warfare experts and other commentators, uh, we've brought down the civilian to terrorist casualties, the ratio, down below one to one, which is uh, considerably less than in any other theater of similar uh, warfare. And we're going to do more. We're going to wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're, you're saying it's only been one civilian that's been killed for one Hamas terrorist in Gaza? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. We've killed... Uh, <laughs> We've killed and wounded over 20,000 uh, uh, Hamas terrorists, out of that about 12,000 uh, uh, 12, uh, fighters. And we're doing everything we can to minimize civilian casualties. Yes. You can tell Carl doesn't believe. Oh, no, of course not. And they just fan the flames of this stuff. We've seen it all over the place since October 7th. And, these and on the university campuses. These people have no credibility, zero. No. And, and really what agitates them is they don't have the power base they once had. Boy, isn't that the truth? Yeah, that's what agitates them. Their days are numbered. They know it. The need for the people like John Carl are going away. Because we don't believe right him anyway. You know what? Daily Wire had a whole report on that that I was listening Numbers that I hadn't heard before. We should get to that before the end of today. I'll try to track that down. You're absolutely right, though. They are becoming more and more obsolete all the time. They're dinosaurs. And people are going to independent journalists to get facts. Yeah, people that know. I mean, some people are going to be brainwashed. Well, they and didn't just keep getting news from the same sources. This was their unforced error. They didn't have to do this. They did it yeah. because that's what they believe. And they hated Donald Trump. Hated him. Yeah. But this has been started long before that. They were carrying the water for Obama. I mean, you know, they, but they've been doing oh, it for a long time now. That's true. It just got worse, I think. By the way, there's another story, real quick, that I happen to see at Daily Wire. This was a group of Christians that confronted anti-Israel protesters at Harvard. Here's the thing. A group of Korean Christians. Wow. Yes. Um, the group's pastor, Joseph Kim, said through a translator on a blaring microphone <laughs> that what is happening at Harvard right now is something that is not normal. 
South Korea supports Israel. Wow, that's refreshing, isn't it? Yep. Uh, Kim's group, the new song Worship Teens, arrived uh, at a protest that was happening on Thursday uh, by several anti-Israel groups and disrupted their speeches with both music and speeches of their own. Kim told Daily Wire through a translator, Harvard is broken down and so liberal. We're actually here to heal that. Like, wow. Good for them. Yeah. We'll see how far this goes before they get booted off campus. He said these students are actually brainwashed, and they're actually supporting that kind of violence. It's so sad because they're in these universities and supporting something they shouldn't be. I mean, my goodness. So the country that has no freedom at all, Hamas in Palestine, actually supports. It's so common sense to people. Mm -hmm. Like, just clear-thinking people. Something. Happened to see this. Um... You know, a lot of different talk about celebrities and different commercials or whatever. And there's Kanye West. And then I saw this other story about Kanye West, that there's beef right now between Kanye West and Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I saw something. I heard Ozzy ripped on him about something. I don't remember what it was exactly. but So you saw at least yeah, part of I this story? Yeah, I saw Ozzy take a, take a shot at him, yeah. Yes. Apparently, Kanye wanted to use part of Ozzy performing the Black Sabbath song, Iron Man. And Ozzy said, no. Kanye used it anyway during a listening party for his new album, Vultures. Ozzy said, Yeah, okay. And the translator said, Ozzy said he is an anti-Semite and has caused untold heartache to many. I want no association with this man. And then Sharon, she piled on. Kanye bleeped with the wrong Jew this time. See, oh. Sharon Osborne's a bulldog man, and she's smart, and she gets law. I understand that. I mean, it's hard for me to be on team. No, no, I get it. Sharon. But you can't just borrow I mean, somebody's music and use it without that I agree. Permit. You can't just do that. You know, the, like the different guys that played with Ozzy's solo band? Yeah. Wrote songs, got no credit, well, got I, no I, money. No, I mean, I, it's I a understand. dirty, yeah, dirty sort of thing. Yeah, it's... It's an ugly business. A lot of those guys should have been, you know, getting something. They ended up not getting hardly anything at all. Okay. All right. Track down that piece, How Far the Media Has Fallen. And then a story about what we eat straight ahead. list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. 
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. He's out today, back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, so we were talking about trust in media, and it's down. You see that in different stats all over the place. Yep. And I mentioned that I heard uh, Daily Wire talking about this. It was either yesterday or this morning, can't remember. Uh, Megan Basham, who's a great reporter, um, was talking about it and reminded people, like, at the layoffs just at newspapers. And again, you think about the years and years of the reporting that's been going on. And if you've paid any attention to whether it's the post, the failing New York Times, it's so many lies. I mean, it's just crazy. It's so many times not challenged. And it does seem to be catching up a little bit. Well, the pain definitely seems to center on long-established legacy outlets. So if we look specifically at layoffs, the Washington Post cut about 240 staffers back in December. And then the next month, the L.A. Times slashed about 20 percent of its newsroom, which was one of the largest layoff rounds in the company's history. And we should keep in mind when we think about this that the company is 143 years old. Okay, so jump in. You've said this before, Scott. You don't want to see anybody just lose their job. No, of course not. No. I understand that. It's not that you want, like, individuals losing a job as much as you do want the propaganda to stop and the people that have grown up trusting media that still do, that are being lied to. You know, for some of us, that's what's really destroying the country. At least this belief that there are so many reasonable people when they know what's actually going on. They say, no, we don't want to do that. I mean, you've seen that with a number of issues over time. You saw it, well, right now with the border. Now that you have all these illegal immigrants in these big cities and it's a massive problem, now people around the country know what kind of problem that's been for southern states for a long, long time. When people were talking about, oh, it's crazy, it's never going to happen where you're going to have a biological male try to compete in women's sports. That's just some right-wing conspiracy. And then people see that it's actually happening, Mm -hmm. even when media is trying to cover that or slant the coverage to make someone a sympathetic sort of figure. People are like, no, that's not right. We can't allow that. That's absolute nonsense. Or when you actually prove that CRT is being taught in schools, or say, no. All of a sudden, parents get involved, and they run for school board. And they're like, we got to take control of this. That in the end, you want people to just know what's going on, what's happening, you know, in their community, in their school, in their state, whatever. Yeah. So the more of the legacy media that gets knocked out, you know, to me, is a good thing, unless they want to change what they're doing and just stop lying to people. Um, but she also then goes on a little bit in this report Uh, to talk about trust in the media. Roll it. And is this mostly the result of just loss of audience? I mean, that's definitely the key driver. Uh, If you look at recent Pew surveys, they've shown that readers and viewers have been shifting away from traditional media like local TV and newspapers. But even digital traffic is down 20% for the top 50 newspapers, which includes the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, so all the biggies. And naturally, a fall in advertising revenue is going to follow that. So to give you one example, the Washington Post and L.A. Times reportedly lost a combined $150 million in 2023. Oh, my goodness. Man. And another part of the report is when she gets into just the loss of trust with people. Well, that's what it is. I mean, 
Yeah, it's sad. This is pretty simple, but this is accurate. At an all-time high. And sometimes, you know, switching gears to another, this was just, you know, on X, Twitter, whatever. I saw a post, Bill Ackman, Harvard guy, he's a billionaire. He's been very vocal about a lot of things, it seems like, over the past several months. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> he shows this, you know, like streaming video of people in 1930s New York. And you see it, and you do notice there's a lot of things that are different. And he writes, take a look at New Yorkers in 1930, after a decade of economic exuberance. There were no gyms, soul cycles, yoga classes, or running shoes. There were no diets, Ozempic, USDA pyramids, or degrees of nutrition science. Yet, look at how lean everyone is. There's no obesity. Yeah. And it's so true. And he said, makes you wonder about the food and soft drink industrial complex and our government's oversight of our citizens' health. And you think about the stories last week of Coke paying the NAACP to say it's racist to keep soda off of SNAP benefits. You would like some real reporting going on from these places, but they're paid off. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today since David's not here. You call it. Well, I've got, there's a couple of things that come to mind. This Lakewood church shooter in Joel Osteen's church in Houston turns out is transgender and a uh, terrorist. Wow. Um, who yelled Allah Akbar. Allegedly, again, these are all just reports leaking out today. But the shooter has, in fact, been identified, and it was a, a person named Genesee Moreno who went by the name Jeffrey. Think about how bad that would have been had those, you know, off-duty cops not been there to take that person out. Oh, it would have been. Oh, my goodness. Massacre. All right. We'll get an update on that. And then you got your trifecta, your top yeah, three. Yeah. Coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp. He's out today, back tomorrow. Scott Robbins, sexy boomer, is here. And no, I, I'm getting information that it was just a rumor that David Van Camp was negotiating with OnlyFans. <laughs> but that wasn't real. Well, We're you know, there's, up to date. the thing is, there's a market for everyone. Got that right. No matter what. Really? So, of course there is. Wow. Dude. Okay. Every, you, pro, every, every weirdo proclivity in the world is covered right now. Yes. Well, you had the uh, news update earlier. The suspect in the Joel Osteen church shooting was transgender. Yes. and had the message written on the rifle, free Palestine. Yes. So we'll wait and see how legacy media treats this. My guess is it's going to go away pretty quick. Uh, yeah, this is a, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, transgender, pro-Hamas lunatic. Checking a lot of boxes right there. Well, yes. I mean... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Another update. Just saw this at Daily Wire. Harvard is going to host the UN official that was just banned from Israel for justifying the October 7th terrorist attack? Why not? Why, okay. Just go all in. Why not? And Matt Walsh from Daily Wire 
had a viral exchange with <laughs> Ibram X. Kendi well, you don't... over slavery, but... Well, what's wrong with you, Ibram? You don't want to get mixed up in this. You lose. Well, and, and that's exactly what's happened. He refuses to debate. Right. Well, he doesn't want to do that. He would. Matt Walsh would tear him apart. Well, the whole empire crumbles. Oh, yeah. If challenged by the right people. He's not going to accept that. No, you just need white people with a guilt complex to hire you to that's, come speak. That's it. And that's the gig. That's it. And you change your name from Henry Rogers to something more sophisticated like Ibram X. Kendi. <laughs> I wonder how long he worked on that one, by the way. I wonder how many names were crossed out before he got to that one. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, dang. I know. And, you know, one other thing, you know, real quick that we had talked about earlier. Um, But we can get to it before the end of the show. Um, Got a few issues with my computer. We had played it earlier today. A lot of people online talking about Patrick Mahomes' laugh. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean, it's yeah, it, it is. It's distinct. I had never noticed it before. Yes. Um, but if you hadn't heard it after he made the statement, like, "Don't ever, you know, count us as an underdog," something like that. Uh-huh. Um, then he laughed, and people are like, "Is that like a woodpecker?" I don't and then know what people that is. landed on, "Well, it's, it's kind of like a goat." Very goat x, yeah. So again, trying to bring it up right now. This is a computer that I think is on its last leg. Of course it is. It's one of those things. Um, Do we have it? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I can't tell. It says, yeah, it's going to be there. All right. Give it a go. Let's see what happens. Let it play. All right. Trying to play it. Won't play. No, okay. Trust us. He sounded like a goat. It did sound like a goat. (laughs) It was a weird... Are you kidding me? They don't. They really don't have it. We I had it earlier not. in the show. I know it was. I I remember you playing it. Yes. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll have it by the end of your top three of the day. Is is Casey ready to go? I think Casey I don't know. is ready. Can he, Are you ready? Can you play him? Oh yeah. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins top three stories of the day, the trifecta. And you know, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. You know, gosh dang it. Mama told me not to come. Well, yesterday's the Super Bowl. I wait and I wait and I wait. No phone call, no text, nothing. No show again. I'm ready. I think he's ready to get on with the be a list more respectful, I'm telling you. Three. I had some guests over there wanted to meet you. Three. Okay, fine. Yeah, let's see. Uh, you know, according to Alejandro Mayorkas, the uh, border is secure. That's what he said. That's what he's told us time and time again, right? Yes. Uh, well, he's sticking to his story. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, dodged a question from NBC's uh, Kristen Walker yesterday. Well, wait a second. He's admitting it's a it's a crisis, right? Yeah, he said it isn't secure now, but it was secure before. See? Okay, so uh, the border the border is secure. It wasn't yeah, because we had well, Bill Malusian down there, and you were seeing it, people see, just stream through. Biden said it wasn't, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh oh. Okay, roll it. No doubt there is gridlock on Congress, but do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis? It certainly is a crisis. And what? Wait well, a we minute. Don't bear responsi- <laughs> Wait a minute. It is a crisis. And- That's not what you said. That's not what you said. 
No, he's saying it now. Because Biden did. It certainly is a crisis, and, well, we don't bear responsibility for a broken system, well, of and we're doing not. a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it. If we had an honest media, they would say that's not true. Well, exactly. They would tell the I mean, viewers and readers push back on that's that. not true because it's not true. He could do Biden it himself. Do it. Everybody knows that. That's what makes it so frustrating. Damn that guy. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and again, they're going to try to impeach him again, right? They got a second vote coming yeah. up or vote to impeach him. I don't know. Again, man. Who could not want to impeach this guy? He's wrong 100% People of the time. want it to happen so that they'll vote Democrat the rest of their lives and they can stay in power forever. But That's see, the whole game. We had that clip of him telling us the border is secure. Oh, we had he it. said it. Oh, many times. Kristen Welker doesn't have it. But, well, hold on a second. You said oh, that she could have done that easily. But they don't want to do that, of do course. Own words, now, man. on with Gosh, the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta is top three of the day up to number two. Uh, 20 states are considering assisted suicide now. What? Yeah. Nearly, like Canada. Yes. Nearly half of the U.S. now is weighing bills that would make assisted suicide legal. Now, all the signs are the debate among Americans regarding one's right to die is growing. So Virginia lawmakers recently voted, uh, this was last Tuesday, to push forward a bill to the state Senate that would allow doctors to euthanize patients diagnosed with terminal illnesses, while another in Arizona would allow a patient to direct a doctor to withhold food and water. Lawmakers in 19 other states are debating legislation this year that would make it legal for a doctor to provide life-ending treatment for patients diagnosed with terminal illnesses. Currently, assisted suicide is legal in Oregon, Washington State, California, New Mexico, Colorado, Montana, New Jersey, Vermont, Hawaii, Washington, D.C. Bills to expand the procedure have not been proposed in 19 different states this year alone, showing a growing intent in the debate of a doctor's role in helping a person die. Dude. Flying in the face of the code that doctors take. Man, oh, man. And you know what happens. This ends up to be, well, people are on these antidepressants and there's oh, just yeah. no getting around it. And and then they start talking to them like, you know, you'd probably be better off if you just weren't here. Right. We can't really help you anymore, so it's terminal. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you don't know where this ends. That's the thing. I mean, somebody could somebody could look at a person, my mother, for instance, who just passed, who had cancer. And mm-hmm. the last two or three days was not was horrible. Right. Mm-hmm. But she didn't linger for any longer than that. And I use that word linger. It sounds funny, but that, you know what I, I mean. I know what you mean, yeah. But it's like the thought of having a doctor come in and euthanize her, Oh, that ain't part of the M.O. here, man. Well, there. I mean, Reuters had a story this past summer of a 47-year-old woman who had anorexia, and they were going to help her kill herself. Yes. Yeah. In 2019, a guy with depression was killed, and on his application, the only reason listed was hearing loss. Unbelievable. I mean, you've talked about the slippery slope before. Yes. that That's real in that world. And who's to say if you're comatose right. that somebody else in your family can go, well, just be done with it. Oh, my goodness. Man. Holy and cow, the man. countdown continues. <sighs> Scott Robbins, drive fact, the top three of the day. And finally, one. You know, there are liars and then there are lying liars. And then there are complete <laughs> pants on fire lying liars. <laughs> Representative Eric Swalwell. Okay. Of California was in Vegas over the weekend to see his beloved 49ers lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. And 
he recounts a, a story that happened to him in the airport, Jamie, on his way back. Oh, did he to California? Yes. Yeah. And Eric would never ever invent things in his you know conversations in his brain. Here's no. what he tweeted out: I was absolutely sulking over the Niners' loss as I walked through the Vegas airport. Then a man ahead of me on the escalator turned around and said to me, "Do me a favor, don't let that traitor win." What a wake-up call! Football was fun. Time to win for freedom and democracy now. Okay, this didn't happen. Nobody believes it happened. It, it happened. I mean, no, of all it, the things are, that didn't happen, this is definitely one of them. Right? There's there. a better chance that someone said, "Hey, didn't you sleep with a Chinese spy?" Yes. Was her name Fang Fang? Yes. That has a hundred percent better likelihood of happening. You know, somebody said, then, if, "If of all of all the things that never happened, this is the neverest." <laughs> <laughs> and I got to agree with that, it. right? What a what? liar! What a freaking liar that guy is. Who talks like that? Nobody talks like that. Oh, Mr. Swalwell, save our democracy. He was sad about his Niners. What a dope. Patrick Mahomes was on top of the world. And the clip we have, if you haven't heard the laugh. Just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. (laughs) That was the laugh. Never heard Patrick Mahomes laugh like that That's so weird. Could that be a ringtone if we can isolate that? Just when everybody... (laughs) Maybe. I still think that's his way of saying to Tom Brady, get it, man, I'm the GOAT now. (laughs) Do you think that was a message sent to Brady? (laughs) He's saying, I'm the GOAT now. That's how he does it, with that laugh. You know? Just know that. (laughs) I'm the GOAT. Elmer Fudd on the juicer. <laughs> there you go. It is an odd laugh. Man. man. You know, if there are other examples of that laugh, I want to hear it. Oh, me too. We can't find any. We haven't had time to dig yet. Yeah, well, maybe we'll have to dig time. a little harder. Yeah. All right, we got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news. <laughs> Straight ahead, right here. <laughs> Running a business is a 24-7 job. And it's easy to fall behind on things like closing the books. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Having all your information in one place makes it easy to make better decisions. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com MVR. That's NetSuite.com MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com MVR. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. 
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out. Back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Another rumor out there: Van Camp just using his Prize Picks winnings. <laughs> Living large last night. Well, he's doing pretty good. I mean, I will say that. If you are interested in daily fantasy sports, but maybe a little confused how it all works, Prize Picks is the way to get started because you're just playing against the numbers. No tinkering with lineups or keeping track of a bunch of players. Yeah, and you're not playing against the Sharks either. You pick more or less. That's how simple it is. Two to six player stat projections. That's it. So you can win up to 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into 1000 There's quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and sports and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So no matter what sports you're into, whether it's basketball, hockey, soccer, tennis, very soon baseball, Prize Picks has a game for you. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your you and your I'm sorry, that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Yeah, the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. You just download the app and use code MVCR for a first deposit match for up to $100. That's code MVCR on Price Picks for a deposit match of up to $100. Yeah, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Uh, news update, President Biden, I don't know if you heard this, appeared to bump his head Uh-oh. while exiting Marine One after flying back to D.C. from Delaware yesterday. He was walking with First Lady, what did David say, Dr. Dr. Jill, Jill Dr. Dr. Biden, Yeah, but didn't appear to react after bumping into the top frame of Marine One's exit. I'm sorry, Dr. First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden. That's it. That's how he says it. About this. How's, his, how's his noggin? You going to be okay? Apparently okay, but they're also bringing up uh, all sorts of questions about his mental acuity. Well, that didn't help. No, it's certainly not going to help. I mean, what my dad used to tell me, I'm going to knock some sense into you. It probably doesn't really work that way. <laughs> no, it does not. Right. Um, one other thing real quick, a quick stat that might be surprising to some people. Adults who are married report being far happier than people in any other relationship status. Makes sense to me. You didn't used to say that. No. Well, no, that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, no, I, I can understand it, though, because, you know, for a variety of reasons, I guess. Yeah, there are a variety of reasons. Yeah. If we have more time, we could get more into that yeah. tomorrow. There's also a study that said, and this, I think, will surprise you, the top spring break destination of 2024. You know where it is? Cleveland. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, you're usually thinking like Florida, maybe somewhere, yeah, Texas, Padre a beach, Island. somewhere, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. It's New Orleans. Oh, boy. Which it says in the story, it's also the most dangerous. Oh, yeah. I mean, you feeling good if your kid's going on spring no, break to I'm New not Orleans? No, at all. No. Yeah, that's a little nerve-wracking, isn't it? 
I was there 20 years ago. It was bad. I can't even imagine oh, now. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nimrod's time. Roll it out. Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it. This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. We go to Ohio. 29-year-old guy, Carnell Gittins. Heck of a name. He was arrested for trespassing outside of a library in Sandusky. Doesn't sound like Carnell was snooping, trying to break in, or even vandalizing the place. He's just charging his phone at an exterior power outlet. Still, it's 1.20 in the morning. Not supposed to be there. No. Police spotted him. Said, it's cool. I cleared it with a higher power first. Okay. That's why the story's getting attention. What? Yeah. I cleared it with a higher power. Yeah. No problem. It gave me permission to be at the library after hours. Apparently, Carnell goes by the nickname Cloud, so they charged him with criminal trespass. That's interesting. I checked it out. Charging his cell phone name is Cloud. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, oh, there's a 38-year-old guy in Wisconsin being held in jail. Why? He led police on a drunken car chase. It was earlier this month. Chase started out during a traffic stop when the guy told a cop, I don't abide by your law. There, well, there you go. Okay. And then hit the gas. Oh, boy. So he sped off, turned his lights off, but then drove into a ditch. Hmm. I'm thinking, okay, that guy is still in jail. This happened, you know, a couple weeks ago. Can you imagine if you're in New York City right now? Oh. People are getting let out right and left for everything. They'd Uber like, him home. Like, are you joking me right Here, now? We'll take you home. Put you to bed. You're fine. And then... Someone at McDonald's posted a video of a DoorDash order that came through for a single salt packet. No food, just salt. They usually give those out for free. But you still have to pay their fees and leave a tip. They don't know, was it a mistake? Is it a stunt? Either way, it's Nimrod's in the news. And this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.